Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yes, I can oh, hear you now. Thank you, Jesus. Let us claim <laughs> the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. <laughs> oh, you know, I was saying, please don't, I was saying to myself, please don't get frustrated with technology. We're going to figure this out together. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. I am what? Jennifer. It is so nice to meet you. <laughs> To meet you too. <laughs> All right. So we are going to get ready to record this thing now that we have figured it out. And I could just go through and just leave it. I think that we should just let the world know, all of the listeners out there, that if you come across problems, just don't give up. Yep. 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 <laughs> I think this yep. is a good testimony right here. Let's just start <laughs> off the podcast. <laughs> All right, so everybody, welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I have a wonderful guest author interview for you that you want to just share out with every single person you know, every family, teacher, community group, church group, and you just got to hear this guy. So Simmons is a children's book author. So congratulations on your success. Thank you. And I know you have a passion for this work. I can tell it not only in your writing, but what you have on your website. And first, we've got to talk about who this audience is for. So parents and teachers out there, if you're looking for something to talk about love and friendship, trust and self-esteem, these are the books that you need. And they're perfect for read-alouds, too. Not just for, you know, a small group either. So libraries can take this for story time. So I can just see your work just blowing up. And, yeah. and your, so your first book came out in May of 2018. And you've got four books out in a 10-book series. Have you already planned out the Tortoise Adventure series or are you just, do you already have the 10 written and you're just waiting to slowly produce them over time or what's your goal here for the 10 books? All right. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Jen, for inviting me. Oh, you're um, I have 10 stories all written out and edited. So it's ready to go. And uh, I'm waiting for the right time and the right season in every time to just, put it out there but the, the 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 series is complete and just coming out as and when I'm able to finance it and I'm able to find partners with me to bring it out well I will tell you that I of course started um with the speedy tortoise that was the one that I read first because when I start a series you know I want to go to book one and you've already mm -hmm. you know you've got 
you know, your books already lined up. And I went online, I found it, and your books are blowing up on Amazon. Have you mm-hmm. noticed your rankings lately yes. on the best-selling list? <laughs> how, okay, how many times do you check that best-seller list? Do you, do you frequently go on there to see how your books are doing? Yes, I do. I actually was obsessed with it at a point, but I said, you know, this is not me. Uh, the, the, the word has to go out on itself. Um, but I'm very, very impressed with the way the books are doing because of what I have in there and where I'm coming from and the process I've been through to be able to produce these books. So whenever I look at it and, uh, you know, I'm impressed, I just go back and I say, this is not me, it's the message that the people need to hear. Yes. And and it is a true message that, you know, kids today, they struggle with a lot of these key concepts that you're writing about in this series. Mm -hmm. And I... I don't want to like do a complete spoiler alert because I do want my audience to go out there and check out the tortoise adventure series. And I'm going to put all the links in the description. So you guys will be able to go and find his work. Um, but the part of that really stood out for me is that you took a character the okay, the tortoise, for example, and he had such negative self-talk. Like he didn't believe in himself. He didn't find himself beautiful. He did not find himself worthy. And he really talked down to himself and about himself out loud. And it took having an experience to show him that he truly was beautiful and that he was, and he was not only worth it, but that he had a strength that what he thought was a weakness was in fact a strength. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that positive mindset. That's that reframing, you know, of our children and their belief systems and their identity. And so yes. I just, I just feel like your work is just very timely right now because mm-hmm. it's an empowering book. Yes, it is. And I, I found a lot of strength in that myself. And I'm very happy with the very first book because he speaks about self-esteem, like you said. Um, I, come, I come from an entirely different background. I come from Ghana in West Africa. And I was, I would say I was uprooted and, and planted in a brand new place, a, a completely different environment. So I experienced firsthand um, an environment where I felt like I didn't belong. I wasn't part of this place. I didn't grow up here. And who am I to even do this? Or who am I to do that? And I have an accent and, you know, all these negative things going through me and being able to come out of it and, you know, have a family and have a good job and write books. And then when, and then I found a lot of children or even grown-ups are struggling with this mentality yes. of being able to believe in themselves and being able to, you know, come out in the right colors that they should. So this book, actually, The Speeding Tortoise, is, is, is very brilliant at starting that conversation with your children uh, about, you know, who are you, what are the best things in your life, what you appreciate about yourself. And when I go to schools and I do this presentation, I find out 
some children struggle even being able to verbalize the positive things about themselves. And these are the ones growing up to become adults that are not able to, you know, believe in themselves and, and do the exploit that God created all of us to do. So, I mean, this is this is the one book that's really on my heart. <laughs> yeah. So do you feel like your background and just having those experiences really shaped this book? Is that where the inspiration came from? Like, or was yes. there another defining moment that you had? Like, where was that inspiration to begin the series to begin with, to start writing? Well, the inspiration to begin writing actually came from... Um, from a place where, you know, I, at a point in my life, I think four or five years ago, I tried to move from one job to the other and it didn't work so well. So I had to resign and come and stay at home. And when I was at home, I was in a very deep place where I didn't know what to do. And I started, you know, researching myself and was like, what have I been good at in the past? what can I do? And then my kids were always on me, you know, daddy, let's go to the library. Let's go books. And I get these books and they ran out of, they read them so quickly. We have to go back. Yes. So I started improvising stories for them. You know, I started (laughs) writing stories on pieces of paper and making them read. And Eventually, I found out they love it. They, you know, daddy, when are you going to write one of your stories for us? So I said, so at that point, you know, even though it was the lowest point in my life, it was like daddy coming home to take care of the kids time. It shaped me to believe that I have something here that I could really share with kids all over the world. Yes, and because kids are honest. The first book that I was able to write was The Speeding Tortoise, uh, which was inspired by my past uh, in not feeling like I belong, my past in feeling like I want to be somebody else. Uh, translated in this awesome book and this awesome story that is now, you know, touching the hearts of many people all over the world. And so now you can grab your children and you can say, you know what, look what you started, that Mm -hmm. your children put that spark in you and gave you that confidence by just telling you, speaking life into you and saying, when are you going to write yours down? Mm-hmm. You know, we all need that validation. It's nice to hear it, especially if it comes from our own family. Yes. Because yes, our yes. families are on this journey with us every single day. This whole writing experience is a true, you know, walk, a true journey. And to have our children and our spouses with us, you know, it just makes it so much, you know, more exciting because then we can exactly. go back and say, Thank you for how you've inspired me. Thank you for what you've done for me. I saw that in one of your books, you dedicated it to your best friend, your wife, Kate. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, all right. All you men out there who are writing books, dedicate books to your wives. All you ladies out there, dedicate books to your husbands. That was, yeah. When I read that, I was like, oh, I bet she loved that. I bet she yes. loved that. See that that particular story um, is is also very very impactful. It's about um, a tortoise finding a best friend, yeah. and um, I don't know if you read it, but it's a story about a tortoise and a bird, 
and the bird used to sing for the tortoise to sleep. And then uh, there was a contest of best friends. And this tortoise thought, you know, butterfly was his best friend and not the bird that's always with her. More like, you know, we have friends, we have people who like us, who want to be by beside us. We have people who always want to contribute into our lives. But whenever we have an opportunity to choose friends, we don't think those people are the best candidate. We want to look elsewhere for other people. So this tortoise went out looking for Butterfly to be his best friend. And kids do that a lot. They, yes. they, they want to find it. They want the cutest person to be their friend or whoever has the nicest toy or whatever. Or the most popular or a clinic. Or, mm -hmm. And then you get the peer pressure. And, and, and eventually, you know, I don't want to give out the, the, uh, the story, but eventually we, we, God and life and everything guides us to the best people that are going to put us in a better place in life. And these people, we call them friends and we hold on to them. This book also helps you to start a conversation about friendship with your children. Mm -hmm. You know, who is your friend? Why is that person your friend? You know, if the person is a good person or, you know, it, it starts all kinds of conversation to help children understand the concept of friendship and where it's coming from and how we should develop it and all that. So that's another, and I dedicated that to my wife because she truly is my best friend. Good, good. So tell me about your experiences so far with schools. So you said that you've been going into schools, like how motivating is that to you? Uh, do you get nervous? Or do you just feel like you're right at home when you're speaking in front of a group of kids? I think that's the best part of my job, uh, going into schools and speaking to children, um, because I've had the most amazing answers from children. <laughs> I want to talk about, you know, you ask a question and the answers that come out is so rich. It's even though it's so basic, it's so rich. Right. To us, as grown-ups, and, and we hear this all the time. I love going into schools. Um, uh, it's the hallmark of what I do because the energy, the children, and learning and impacting them. Like this summer, uh, I'm working with um, an NGO, Calvert Child Advocacy. They, they work with children who are behind in their reading so these are kids who probably don't like to read or they don't find so much amazement in reading. And we, we, they have a, we have a whole week that we try to pour into these kids, oh, encourage reading and, and share with them and try. Our goal is by the time they leave us within that one week of spending every day with us, they will have a, a different attitude about reading. And we all know that reading really can change your life if yeah. you like to read. So going into schools, sharing with kids, it's my passion. And I, I, I wish I could do that all my life, <laughs> really. <laughs> so for all of those authors out there who they have books, but they haven't like maybe build up the courage yet to contact schools or don't really know the process on how to do that, like, what did it take for you to start making your connections with people? 
Like, were you doing a lot of cold calling, emailing? What was it that helped you go to this next level with your work and get yourself out there and joining these groups and doing these programs? Um, what I what I did, well, I, I belong to a lot of groups. Uh, and uh, the, the main thing that helped is I start with, you know, um, I start with private schools because it's easier to get into private schools. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just started by Googling private schools around me. You call, you find, you try to find whoever is in charge. The problem with most of us is we give up too early because you might have to call four or five times before you can speak to the decision maker or whoever can have the say to have you come. It's not easy, but the good thing is if you go in and you do a good job, you can have a referral yeah. and another referral and another referral, and it goes on and on. And especially if you have a full-time job, yeah. it's not easy. So it's, it's that, not easy at all. It's the perseverance and that work ethic. You know, mm. I talk about that a lot on the podcast is that, you know, this is our career, you know, and a lot of us are full-time, you know, I'm a full-time literacy coach. I work in a high school. I teach English. I homeschool when I get home. Like we have so many things on our plate, but as authors, you know, this is something that we're so passionate about that we just can't give up on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you might not be really making any money out of it initially. You can't, if you're basing everything on, you know, the results, you easily be discouraged and you easily, you know, shine away from it. But if it's truly your passion, you, you don't have to give up on it. I, I'm not saying I reached yet. Yes, my books are doing great on Amazon. A lot of teachers and a lot of people are recommending it. But I don't see myself anywhere close to where I really, really want to be. And I haven't made a fortune out of this but it's the passion, it's, it's the drive to impact children. It's the, the happiness you see in, in children's faces when you autograph a book for them, you know. It's the joy in a teacher's eyes in seeing you. It's the joy in, in everybody's eyes when you're leaving. Those are the things that should motivate us to, to touch lives and to bring goodness to other people that that's my motivation in in hard times and that's where the that's where the true motivation has to lie though because finances can go up and down you know we've got to draw from a deeper wellspring than just you know what is the money when is the money going to come it's you know (laughs) because i'm but honestly i mean authors we do want to get paid because we are putting in a lot of work but the bottom line is, who are we doing this for? Where you know, I'm working my books for the Lord. I'm working my books to help young adults, to help families. You know, the the motivation isn't the money; it's the you know, getting the word out there. You know, helping to change lives, helping to change mindsets, helping people to grow closer to Christ. And so, when mm-hmm. when we actually not just identify, I'm an author now. But when we identify who we're authoring for, mm-hmm. not for ourselves, but for those that are before us, you know, the people that are around us, you know, the Lord, mm-hmm. that's where I think we have a true shift in our work ethic. Because, yeah. I mean, I get tired 
like physically tired, but when it's dealing with books and literacy and authors and, you know, showcasing others, it it doesn't tire me because Mm. it's something I'm so passionate about. Exactly. Yep. Like we draw this energy from it. So, so I want to ask you too about your acting. Okay. So you told me that you enjoy acting. Now I've got to hear this story. I got to hear. So what's going on with your acting here? I belong to this amazing group called the Twin Beach Players. You can check them out online. Oh, I'm going to. <laughs> it's an NGO. It's a it's a nonprofit in uh, North Beach, Maryland, and we put up shows and we put up plays for the community. Uh, we try to put up shows that include all kinds of ages. Like the last show we did, we did um, at the Christmas time we did it's a wonderful life and oh, we had i love it over. you love it oh love you husband, listen that's my husband's favorite christmas movie we watch oh, it every yeah. year we watch it every single year and oh, i don't uh, tell him because he doesn't listen to the podcast so we can talk about how he cries every single time <laughs> <He doesn't, laughs> and he's downstairs right now so he doesn't know i've just blasted him out to everybody but yeah it's a wonderful life i'm on the website so you guys are in y'all's 20th season of the twin beach players yeah yeah so we did it's a wonderful life and we had cast as young as i think the youngest was eight years or seven years and we had people somebody as old as 65 love it we we all put it together with the teenagers and, and it's it's an awesome place to be. Uh, it's also my way of giving back to the community and you know keeping my my act sharp. And and the good thing about this year was that for the first time, I shared a stage with my entire family. Oh. So my wife, my kids, everybody was in display, and it was really really amazing for us. Oh, that's so good. And so I'm telling you, these creative people out there in the world, they need to be hearing you because it doesn't just stop when we write a book. Like we have so many varied interests. And so acting for you and then bringing your whole family along. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, that's really cool. Like as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, I have got to find out about this acting gig. Like, do you ever (laughs) see yourself like writing plays? Like, have you ever thought of writing plays or, or anything? Do yeah, I, um, I think I have a lot to give. I have a, a lot on my mind. And I have the tendency to be drifting here and there and there and here. So for now, I'm really focused. I have, I can tell you, I have about more than 50 book ideas for children. Yes. Uh, my 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 now did my you say five or fifty? Fifty. Fifty book ideas Ooh, only for fifty. And, and I'm planning to put all that out. And I'm I also have some, you know, screenplay uh, ideas as well. If if I was to focus on that, I probably wouldn't go to my day job. <laughs> <So. laughs> uh oh. But I'm praying that. Maybe as time goes on, I will be able to do this full time. Right. Um, now, my challenge has been a lot of um, institutions and a lot of places are not 
allowing self-published books. Uh, no matter the no matter the quality, no matter the 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 message, once it's a self-published book, they don't want to deal with it, and that has been a big challenge. And I'm putting everything on hold to try to figure out a way around it, because I don't know if I want to go the the the, the traditional published way. Because I love being a self-published author, but right. it's been a big challenge being able to get into certain places and certain events to be able to be myself in there. I know that there are local bookstores oftentimes will help support local authors. Mm-hmm. Uh, meeting with local bookstores could be a great start for you. And yeah. looking at events for indie authors and that's something that now you've got me um i always carry my journal book around with me wherever i go all my podcast listeners know this is about my life and i'm getting ready to write down research ways that indie authors can you know market and get their themselves out there Um, but like you said the private schools and connecting with schools You know, once you get the buy-in from teachers, contacting school libraries, contacting Mm -hmm. public libraries. Yes. I was doing the public library emails today because, because have you considered looking at public libraries because they have summer programs and they have children's story times. Mm -hmm. Um, I did that too. Uh, uh, It's a long waiting list. I, I actually... Let me say this that I'm so excited about. Tomorrow, I have a meeting with all the um, the media specialists, that's the librarians for my county. They have, I think, monthly meetings, and they invited me to come over and speak to them. So I, they gave me prime time. They gave me everything. And I'm really grateful for the Calvert County Librarian Association for allowing me to do that. So, and all these don't come overnight. You know, nope. you have to keep spinning your wheels for a long time before somebody hears about you. But once you get one of these good appointments, it's really awesome. It's a good feeling. And when you, make that, when you make that positive impression and your book speaks for itself, anybody that reads the book is going to say, you know, oh, wow, I can see how we can really have great conversations with a small group. You know, this could really, you know, benefit children you know the work you know i i said something this year for 2019 um uh, you can laugh at it and that's fine but my young adult book that's going to be published in the spring it's actually her name is sweet potato Mm. her mama named her children after vegetables (laughs) and hey it's getting published it's coming out there soon it's going to be published in the spring but sweet potato jones what i've said is you know lord let it do its thing you know, it's written. Now it's time to turn the book over to the Lord and say, okay, God, I have faith. You're going to let sweet potato do its thing. And so, you know, I say that on a daily basis, you know, that the work is, you know, the, the book is done. Now the next steps are just waiting for alignment, waiting for the right connections, waiting for mm-hmm. the right time. And I'm going to be praying for you about your meeting tomorrow. Cause I can tell you right now, I know it's going to go wonderful. Amen. Because <laughs> I can just, I can, I can see you up there, confident, positive. You've just got this great spirit about you. Uh. <laughs> I can, I mean, seriously, I'm telling you. Do you, do you look at this as like, 
a ministry? Do you look at it like a calling that the Lord has given you these words or do you look at it as a part of your purpose? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is my it, it is. And 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 I I I I'm so happy that I found it because it, it's even more therapeutic for me doing it. You know, I can get so tired from work and come here and sit behind my desk at home. And it feels like I just woke up in the morning. And, and that's because I think I found the one thing that really brings me home to my spirit. And that really uh, makes me happy. So, And I think yes. all of the authors out there are raising their hands going, me too. I have that same exact feeling. You just put it into perfect words for us if we didn't know how to say it. Guys, he just said it. <laughs> so, like, you're talking about work and, and your family. You have three children. Tell me how you balance everything. Like, how are you finding a good balance to it all? Oh, boy. <laughs> that means you're still working on the balance? <laughs> I, I must say um, that, that perfection is, is, is not a target. Profession is always moving, so we're always getting there. But um, the one thing that helps my wife and I is uh, being able to get the children involved mm -hmm. in everything we're doing and, and make them know what we're doing. Because, you know, like I'm having this meeting now. It snowed today. It's a snow day, so we're all at home. Um but they are all upstairs and they've given me this whole ground floor. So there's no noise coming in or there's no disturbance. Everybody is working together as a family. My wife plays the guitar, she sings. And when she's doing her stuff, we all support her. My kids play instruments, they go to concerts, we support them. So it's all about us knowing that everybody needs support in the family. And when it's your time, to do stuff, we, we support you. Um, I have an 11-year-old, uh, a 9-year-old, and a 7-year-old. So at least I can communicate with them. Right. And my secret, I think, has been everybody knowing that everybody needs their own time. So when somebody's doing something and it's their time, like one person has a concert, we all rally behind them and make it happen. And, and that's how we support each other. As it should be, you know, mm -hmm. as it should be. I was, um, I was invited. Uh, I haven't told my podcast listeners they're going to hear about this later, but I was invited to go to a book event in the, in July. And the first thing I did was start hollering and screaming because it's exciting when you get one of these emails mm -hmm. and I'm running to my kids going, guys, you're coming with me, right? You're going with, because I have a 16-year-old and 11-year-old that I homeschool. So I can use these as homeschool experiences, too, even over the summer. Let's take a field trip. <laughs> you know, we're taking an educational field trip. We're going to a book event. But, yeah, just in, involving them with everything, I think, it just keeps them a part of the excitement, too, because they are cheering us on. When yeah. I self-published, I self-published challenge devotionals. And when mine came in the mail, I wanted to do a Facebook Live reveal of me opening the book. And my 11-year-old did not want to be on the, on the camera. He did not want to be on the video. But he wanted to stand right here with me to show his support. 
And I don't script anything as far as like a live or anything. You know, I'm just talking. And all of a sudden he goes, Mama, will you sign my book? And I cannot, I cannot tell you, it took all I had not to cry on that camera. Because I'm like, you know, we're doing this also as role models to our families. Yes, yes. To show our children that no matter what our past looked like, you know, no matter, you know, what our experiences or where we came from or, you know, all of this, we can pursue our dreams we can work hard we can put in the effort we can rely on God to give us these words that can help change people and by them seeing that you know I'm hoping that when my children grow up they'll pass these same principles on to my grandchildren mm-hmm. and they would even add to it they will polish it more yes of course because we want our <laughs> children to be so much more than us right do your children write? Do your children write? Um, no, they haven't written anything yet. I think they are all musically talented, like my wife. I'm now trying to get them over to my side. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you might need to go over to their side and start writing music for them. Have you ever thought about writing some song lyrics? Yes, I've done that in the past. Yes, yes. There you go. Y'all could be making some hit songs and getting on SoundCloud. <laughs> Next thing I know, y'all going to have y'all a whole family. Y'all going to be touring the road, and then you can sell your books while your wife and the kids are up. Do you sing? Yeah, I sing. That's the only thing I can do. Um, oh, but you they... make that sound like that's nothing. Singing is <laughs> from the Lord. Yeah, I sing that, but they play instruments, and I don't play any. Yeah, I don't play instruments either. My my children play instruments too, and and I will tell you, sometimes I get that twinge of jealousy, and I say, no, I can't be jealous. I have to be proud. <laughs> <laughs> but I love to hear them play. I love it. But all right, so let me ask you. So you've got fifty books. I know you've got your ten already that you're going to be slowly releasing, as you said, when the season is right. I love that, um, that you're going to be doing um, the Tortoise Adventure Series. I know that. You've got, like, all of these concept ideas. Like, what do you really see for you as your next? Do you have something? Uh, how about that meeting tomorrow? That's your next. Do you look short-term yeah. or do you look long-term? Well, I think I look long-term. Um, I look long term in being able to um, produce some some books or some series that will be a standard for something like a standard in character building or something where someone can say, okay, as as every twelve year old, you should have read these books, you know, and then my books will be in there. Yeah. Some. Or as every adult, you should have been able, you should have, you should share these books with your child and my books will be in there. That's what I'm looking at, uh, getting to a point where I will produce something that is going to be a generational classic uh, to influence people to do the right thing. Um, and that, that will really, really make me happy. Do you think you'll always stay with the folk tales? Because that's such a it's such a powerful way to connect with children. 
Do you think that that's what uh, you'll always stay with, or do you see yourself changing? I started with that because of my background yes. from Africa. We focus folks to tell stories, but but the next series I'm working after is not a folk tale. It's the next series I'm writing is introducing positive role models to children, uh, and I'm picking very powerful people who have done great things. And I'm presenting them to children in a way that is very interesting. Good. And that's what I'm working on. So, well, there's your next. Um, yeah, that's my next thing. <laughs> so tell the listeners how they can connect with you and follow you. Tell them what you have out there on social media. So that way, when they leave the podcast, they can jump right on and start following you. Okay, so um, you can, uh, the, my latest book that I just put out, it's called The Flying Tortoise. Um, it's the tortoise adventure series. So most of, most, most of the titles have the word tortoise in them. But The Flying Tortoise is about a, fly, a, a tortoise that was dreaming to fly. And everybody was like, my friend, I mean, your shell is made of, rock how can you fly you know and this tortoise was able to make that happen and he was able to fly in the end from for as long as he wanted um and that's a mystery and i want you to find that that that's very very powerful in how to go around obstacles as a child how to find solutions to what you want and that's a conversation every parent should be having with their children you can find my books now. You can find them only on Amazon. I'm trying to get them everywhere else, but for now, they are only on Amazon. Um, I have the Speeding Tortoise, Mr. Tortoise on a Mission, uh, Tortoise Finds a Best Friend, and um, the Flying Tortoise. The next one actually is the Bully, uh, Monkey the Bully. Oh, that's uh, that, Come on, yeah. Mm-hmm. All your topics, I'm telling you, they're so relevant. <laughs> and if you go and pull up the flying tortoise on Amazon, you're going to see that it was a number one new release. Yes. We are very honored to have you here on the podcast. And as of today, you've got some, you've got a really good price on that flying tortoise for people too. So they can jump on it and um, jump on right now and, and take a yeah. click. Buy now with <laughs> one click. That's what I'm saying. If you're on Facebook, you can find me at, uh, Love Legacy Books, Love Legacy Books on Facebook too. And LinkedIn is Simon's Aqua and uh, Twitter, Simon's Aqua Author. I'm all over the place. It's easy to find me. But most importantly, share these stories with children. You know, read it yourself and try to get the story into you because it's not only for children. Some Adults need these motivation, needs these stories in their lives. And once you get it, share it. And um, let's let's share the good news. Yes. And also, I talked to um, how we need to support other indie authors. We need to continue to support indie authors. And you can gift on Amazon. So you can go on and buy for others, buy for groups. You can buy for uh, community organizations. You can donate to schools or church groups. You could also just 
buy for your grandchildren or people in your neighborhood. So you can gift out with emails. So don't forget about that gifting. Um, like he said, the point of us having all of our books out there is for us to share them with the world. You know, I leave this um, as a charge, like a call to action. Every day I close out the podcast, I say, you know, write something inspiring and then go share it. Share it with the world. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, as a community, we need to help each other, too, to share the message and to spread, you know, the good news. So, all right. So, would you like to close this out with a favorite Bible verse? Or would you like to pray for our listeners today? Well, my favorite Bible verse is, uh, uh, let me see, it's always in my head up. Yeah, it says, it's in Psalm 23, verse 2. And it says, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I shall not want. That's my, my, my motto when I'm, my back is against the wall, when I'm happy or when I'm sad. I know that I have a shepherd and because of that, I shall not want. And I will have everything that I need and more. So that's my favorite. It, it guides me. Um, if you want me to pray or what, what do you want? I would love it if you would pray for our listeners. And we will right. be praying for you too for this okay. for this big meeting you have tomorrow. So Okay. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for such a wonderful meeting that we've had and we thank you for all the listeners. Uh, we know that as your people, you're with us, you're guiding us, and you're showing us the way as we try every day to be your children and to do it right. We know you're holding our hands, and we thank you for it. We thank you for our families. We thank you for everything, even the things that we think are not good. We thank you for them because you know where you're taking us. I pray for everybody's dreams to come true. I pray for the one that's hurting and calling on you, that you, Lord, shall be merciful and bring favor and bring healing and bring fulfillment into their lives. I pray for children all over the world that, God, you will hold them in your hands and protect them and guide them, keep them away from evil, and let us have the strength to give. Let us have the strength to touch lives. Give us the wisdom to be better people in everything that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. We challenge you to go out and write something inspiring today and share it with the world. Thanks for joining us on Jen Lowry Writes. Thank you so much for being here. Just such a blessing for me. And I, guys, I hope all of y'all have a blessed day. All right. Uh, bye. Uh, bye.